Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. edition uh i would say hooray but i don't know if trop ever really encourages a hooray especially with the series that was as weird as that one i'm with uh Kunshaw, so how's it going i'm finding light in the darkness i guess <laughs> yeah yeah it's like well i uh, don't think anyone got hurt at the trap that we know of so right and they won a whole two games yeah mm-hmm. so I set the bar very low, and they did barely manage to cross it. Yeah. Well, I mean, on, on our last podcast, you, you at one point you said, I, they can get swept, just come out of their life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so splitting the series good, but the fact that they just barely, I guess the first game wasn't barely, but after that, it was kind of like all nail biters and annoyingness from the offense. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, even in the first game, it was pretty quiet until very late when the Rays started playing some very choppy defense in the eighth and ninth. And that was when the Yankees were able to expand their lead up to seven, nothing. And then they won seven, two after uh one Peraza did some so-so relief for Nestor. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm also just kind of, I think it's happened a few times where the offense has been like quiet for like six innings and then seven, eight, nine, they just kind of wake up. So like, I'm a little bit used to that. So I, um, that's kind of been, a pattern of so far this year so i'll just give them a little bit of a pass for that as annoying as it is but. yeah and the problem it was that even though the yankees starting pitching was the story of the series the Rays starting pitching did a pretty good job too they just sort of flipped the script a little bit in the in the second two games they out slightly out pitched the yankees starters and that was just right. enough well it doesn't happened that our number five starter Garrett Cole was going on the third game so that was yeah you know it's just downhill from there yeah that's uh that's the game you give him the start like well we'll see yeah. what happens it's like when they started uh AJ Burnett in the 2011 <laughs> division series yeah. with the season on the line they're like well we don't really have anything better so maybe you can do yeah, it I guess, I guess this is fine yeah. that's Garrett Cole for you guys <laughs> yeah that this is a very fair comparison that we're making right now <laughs> well maybe if Billy Crystal had it ruined his season yeah. Was, was Billy then, Crystal like lurking outside the trop or something? Is he walking up on the catwalks and like catcalling him or something? No, like, it would be funny if like, like 
the other teams just started like playing like Billy Crystal jokes when Garrett Cole was pitching. Yeah, honestly, well, if they ever went to the Braves ballpark, what would happen is that the organist would probably just play songs by Billy Joel when he like comes out to pitch because he just trolls batters <laughs> all the time with that sort of stuff. That's fair. Yeah, but Garrett Cole struck struck out a whole bunch of batters and he only allowed the one run, but it was just unfortunate because the Yankees did not really score in that one. Right. Yeah. The the pitching has been was very good for the whole series. Yeah, maybe they could ever have been ever so slightly better, but you know you're really asking. It, there's not really much more you can ask for from them. The offense yeah. just got to score. Yeah, it's it's frustrating when you know you see some bullpen moves that maybe you wouldn't have made. Maybe you want to have someone else pitching or someone else hooked a little bit sooner. But, you know, it's I'm not going to quibble too much with the Aaron Boone second guessing game, even though you can make it. But I'm not going to quibble too much here just because the offense has to do a lot better than what they did. And they stranded a whole bunch of runners in scoring position. It was very 2021, honestly, what was going on because they were hitting some home runs, but then they weren't really getting situational hits. That was frustrating. Like, and there's like the one game where they got like a sacrifice fly in the first inning. And then they're like, all right, we're going to call it there. Since we got one situational hit just to shut you right. people up. We did it. Yeah. I mean, I think there was only one real move that I kind of just questioned. And that was in the last game when um, Marinaccio came in relief of Severino. But again, when he came in relief of Severino, they, they, the Yankees were still down two to one mm-hmm. and Marinaccio walked in a run and hit a batter to walk in uh, to basically allow another run. So when at the end of it, it was four to one. And, but that doesn't really change anything besides the fact that you just scored one run up until that point. And then judge had had a solo homer for, I think his 18th of the year mm-hmm. to make it four two as the final. But yeah, again, that was like the only move where I was just like, okay, that's an interesting choice here going to Marinaccio, but whatever. I, Overall, it was still, again, the start, the, the rotation gave Baron Boone pretty much no decisions to make because Nestor yeah. and Tyone went eight innings back to back. Man, that was, and then, sure, you, I was like, what year is this? Just seeing starting pitchers go eight innings in back to back games. And, you know, I think honestly, if Tyone had like a four nothing lead or five nothing, he might have been given that same shot at Nestor at going for the shutout right. just because his pitch count was also in really good shape. But, you know, since it was two nothing, they're like, let's just tie it down, go to Holmes, and make it easy. And it's yeah, like, yeah, go for the kill shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess when you have a chance to use a pitcher with an ERA plus over a thousand, then uh, you you do that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I remember asking that question last week: Can it go over a thousand? And in my notes, I have to answer my question from last week: ERA plus can go over a thousand, <laughs> as his ERA plus is a thousand forty four. Yeah, it's 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 a whole another level, and then I realize we're tangenting a little bit from away from the offensive starting rotation a bit but it's it's okay when you have stuff going on like this just because it you don't really see era pluses that high even when eras are pretty low like when zach Britton had that incredible season with the orioles when he saved every game was unhittable his era was 0.54 and his era plus 803 and era plus can be a weird statistic because it's like playing around with like the numerator and the denominator and like weird little other qualifiers with uh, like league average and stuff, but still it's, you, it's to see it go that high is pretty, pretty absurd. Even if it's only over the first two months and maybe theoretically he will allow another run at some point, but for never, now, never for the rest no. of his life. Okay, yeah. I hope not. <laughs> he's allowed, he's allowed his last run. 
yeah, again, he sat on opening day. He's like, all right, you get one. You get it now. Enjoy. It's basically like um, my whole theory for my, whenever I predict the Yankees record and I say they're going to go 161 and one. It's because I, I always predict they're going to lose opening day and then just never lose again. So yeah. same concept <laughs> from Clay Holmes. So, and, Clay Holmes and if still... we care about ERA minus instead, his ERA minus is a ten. Nah, well that'll <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah, that one. It's like the closer you get to zero, then yeah, all right, cool. I hope it gets delayed. It's like once he has a ERA minus of three or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I want it to go single digits. I just want it to be a one. <laughs> yeah, well that's like, like I, I know that um, Matt F has talked about this a lot. But anytime that you see a hitter with like an OPS plus of like zero, one, or two, it's pretty hilarious just because it's even funnier right. than when it's like negative 20. Just because, like, right. oh, I got almost exactly zero. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, there was one year, I think, when Zoilo Almonte's was one or something. Oh man, I have not thought about the mask of Zoilo in a long time. <laughs> ah. Just a true Yankees legend, still yes. still slugging out there for Sutanas de Monterey in the Mexican League. If you say so. Yeah, at least according <laughs> to uh, Wikipedia and uh, I think baseball references. So. Yeah. Sounds anyway, right. tangenting off of Zoilo, uh, one of the problems with having to go to Marinaccio in that instance the other day is that the Yankees bullpen is now a little bit weaker and they can't really use Holmes just whenever they want to to put out fires anymore. I mean, they can, but they weren't going to do that in that situation when they were trailing. So you have to have other performers step up while, uh, you know, Green's out for Tom John surgery. The Weiska and Chapman are on the shelf for who knows how long. You got to have some of these other guys step up, whether that's a Licky or Peralta or a Marinaccio or Michael King, who has faltered a little bit. In his most recent outing, I think he was giving up some like weak contact that led to runs. So that was unfortunate, but he's has to pitch a little bit better in June than he did in May. So Boone's going to be looking for some of these guys to step up a little bit more. Yeah, Michael King, I'm going to give you a challenge of reappearing on the baseball reference top 12 uh, leaderboard. And so it has been issued. It has been issued. Someone let him know. (laughs) Yes. But he's listening, obviously. Oh, yeah, that's right. No no one one has to let him know. He he knows. He knows. He's got got the direct feed. He's tapped in. (laughs) He gets his uh, podcast notification right away. All right, Kunja's back. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh, no, I've been called out. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. So the bullpen will need, is holding out for a hero beyond Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes can't do it all, and he needs a little help out there. Hopefully someone can send him a life raft of some sort. It's not like we should we shouldn't make it out like this is the Phillies bullpen or anything. This is a team that could still probably hold its own with the bullpen against most teams. I think the Rays are also a tough opponent. They have great offense. That didn't help. But they'll figure it out. The more important thing right now for the Yankees is getting their offense going because all of a sudden, sort of like the bullpen, the effects of these injuries have really taken a toll on them. Like Stanton and Donaldson are two of the top four hitters for them by OPS plus on the season. And they're both out of the lineup. And then all of a sudden you have Miguel Andujar hitting fifth after he was not on the roster for most of April. It's like, huh, right. well, that's bad. Yeah. Do better. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty frustrating. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Miguel Andujar and like, I, he's probably not the guy to pick on here just because like he didn't ask. Oh, this no, and... I meant just as a whole. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm more talking from like my point of view because I've never really All been right. super charitable Andujar post 2018. And 
I feel like there's this conception of him like, oh, well, you know, you know, he can hit. Just give him time. I mean, maybe that's an effect of me having to listen to too much uh, uh, Sterling and Waldman over the weekend. But I think yes, sometimes falls into this. But there's like this perception of Miguel Andujar that like, oh, you know, he can hit. But you don't really know that post 2018. And he's really hitting. He he hit once. That was about it. Since then, he hasn't really done much. Granted, there's been injuries and all that. But like, he's had some opportunities and again hasn't done much so yeah and he's i would say he hasn't been like terrible but he's it's it's the hits are more memorable i think than when all the other plate appearances are considered when he's just like swinging at bad pitches or like grounding out or something he yeah. will so he'll like a fun sharp opposite field single and like oh yeah and duhar can hit it all over the park but you know that's not really enough and he's not the guy that does that enough to be effective. Yeah, like like you said, he hasn't been like completely like awful at, at, at the plate, but he's just nowhere been nowhere near what he was in 2018, and hasn't really approached that since then. No, and, and like he did get we're on year four. He did he did get time actually last year that I think people sometimes forget when you know the Yankees were going through similar injury problems or searching for some kind of offense. They had a Andujar. He was playing regularly for like two months, and no, two months is not like a full season's worth of games. But he did not do much in that time, and I'm sorry, but right. like when you're on the Yankees, you're not going to have that long leash when you haven't really proven anything since 2018. Pretty much, yeah. Well, another guy who is suddenly in the lineup now a lot too is Matt Carpenter. <laughs> and his mustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Nestor just hanging out, figuring out how to save Princess Peach. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was a great uh screenshot by whoever was tweeting that day. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, Matt F. Not surprising. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, not surprising at all. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's with the Carpenter thing, and I wrote about this when it happened. It's a, it was kind of a weird signing, but it makes sense when you realize, okay, well, they want someone that they can let go pretty easily if, uh, you know, Stan comes back or Donaldson comes back, maybe or maybe even just one. Then they can cut ties pretty quickly, and then they don't have to deal with calling up someone from AAA to sort of half sit on the bench, half appear in the lineup, get some inconsistent time. Here they can just, you know, try Matt Carpenter, see if that revamped swing that he worked on in the offseason with Joey Votto and Matt Holiday is worth anything. We did see he got a home run over the weekend, uh, had yep. some good at-bats in there. But uh, if that's, you know, that that may be all his contribution ends up being. But, you know, might as well take a flyer on this on him in this situation just because you don't have anyone that's really locking down at-bats on an everyday basis outside of, like, a, your judge and your Labor Torres and Rizzo and Rizzo's really only in there every day because he's he's the first baseman. So right. I don't yeah. think the people who get mad at like uh, random like, midseason pickup signings, just like all right, you gotta realize what the Yankee situation are. They are a living, breathing body. His mustache might be able to power him like Nestor's mustache powered him. You just give it a shot. And like you said, like at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, um just whatever, toss him to like you know, cut him and you know, you cut your losses. That's it. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes, you know, you can catch fire with these. You can catch lightning in a bottle with these signings. Like, that, that'll, that'll happen from time to time. And may, if it's, it's worth the shot in the dark, maybe it'll work out. And if not, who cares? It's just Matt Carpenter. Yeah. And he's all he's really doing is taking at-bats from, like, maybe, and maybe an Estevan Floreal, 
maybe like a Derek Dietrich who could have gotten a shot from AAA, but are you really going to have that much more confidence in a Derek Dietrich than a Matt Carpenter? Oswald Peraza is not hitting yet. He wasn't going to be a possibility. Um, So it's, it's a tough situation and it's just like, yeah, yeah, sure. Matt Carpenter go nuts. And that probably won't lead to anything. So enjoy the Matt Carpenter era while it lasts folks. (laughs) Right. And like, at worst, yeah, you just let him go. At best, maybe he makes it makes it a difficult conversation for when, like you said, Stanton and Donaldson are ready to come back. Like, oh, do we really let him go? Because he's actually been good. Yeah, that would be great. Can but, we can we afford to lose Lyle Overbay? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be quite back in 2013. I don't, I, gonna say, I don't think it's going to be quite as bad as stick my Harper turn right field because we need his bad. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're trying to convince uh, Matt Carpenter to learn how to catch. It's like, wait a minute. Hey, maybe you could do, you could back yeah. up Trevino. Hey, I saw the other day that uh, Rugnodo Door was like warming up a catcher in the ninth inning for the Orioles. Or warming was he up. Really? He was, he was, uh, he had the catcher's gear on. He was warming up a pitcher. And, and so I have to assume then that he's the emergency backup catcher. I do remember that actually being a thing, I think, when he was with the Yankees as well, like last year, where like it had come up as a like a conversation and like somebody somewhere had mentioned that like Odor might actually be the backup emergency catcher. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Brian Hoke, actually. But just... Yeah. So as amusing as it is, I guess it makes sense for him to continue that role wherever he is. Yeah. And hey, shout out to the Orioles for taking three out of five from the Red Sox over the weekend. That was nice of them. Yeah, yeah, I will gladly accept that. Yeah, because the Red Sox are starting to catch fire a little bit. And uh, Trevor Story woke up, so that didn't help. But fortunately, the Red Sox uh, lost three out of five to the Orioles at Fenway. So, thanks. Yay, Baltimore. That story came to a close, is what you're saying. Oh, oh, oh. That tale has ended. Yes. I'm over it. I'm done. So that's what's going on with the Yankees right now. Um, thanks you to Aaron Judge for still hitting home runs. That is much appreciated. He's up to 18 uh, already, but and, uh, May is only ending today. So in my book, 18 home runs in two months is pretty good. But do better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can get to 74, as Kunja's prophesied. Yes. If you just hit more home runs at a faster pace, you will get to 74. Yeah, it's Aww. that easy. It's just math, man. Just do it. <laughs> just do it, Judge. Yeah. And Glaber got some home runs over the weekend. He's he's doing okay yes. still. He's already tied his 2021 home run total. <laughs> yeah, I feel much better about Glaber Torres this year than I have in the last couple of years. So. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's crazy to say that probably the shortstop troubles were getting in his head a little bit last year because and I think that's just rational for it to happen because if you're struggling in your job in one aspect then it's going to start trickling into other parts it, that, that yeah. will just naturally happen for so many people and that happened I think that happened to Glaber a little bit yeah I mean there's no definitive way of us knowing obviously we're just speculating but it does seem like it so yeah. he feels good at second base like and the thing is like his defense still isn't great but yeah. it's smooth just not talking about it anymore yeah. <laughs> Either. Yeah, it's a little bit smoother. It's definitely better than it was at short, but also his bat has come alive. And that's kind of what we were hoping for from when they moved him to shortstop was that his bat would, you know, outweigh his, you know, not great defense. And mm-hmm. it didn't do it there, but it's done it at second base. So we'll take it. Yeah. 
Exactly. I think there's if he's got the comfort level going on again, you see fewer plays at second base than shortstop, and he'll make the plays that he needs to make. So generally, Glaber, good. Yeah, we'll take it. Glaber, good. Again. Yes, yes. No, who is not good, though, uh, Joey Gallo. <laughs> it's, it, no. is, it is a rough go of it for Mr. Gallo right now and Aaron Hicks, but that is far from news at this point. But Joey Gallo, and I know he's, you know, he had the bat with COVID too. That didn't help either, I'm sure. He's still probably like, you know, getting back to like this, this, the rhythm of things. But he was not hitting before then. He's continued to not hit. His at-bats just like bad swinging through very hittable pitches that are like flat fastballs that don't have a lot of movements, as Josh has pointed out. It's, it's just tough. It's just tough to see this is what he's become right now. And I don't know the path out of it because he's going to keep getting time right now because they don't have John Carlos Stanton back yet. So he's going to keep getting that playing time. And <laughs> so it's, it just sucks. Yeah. He's batting ninth. That's just weird. And, it sucks, and he's batting but... ninth now. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's batting behind like Trevino weird, and like... Higashioka. Right. Exactly. It's not like some weird like strategy, like, oh, let's get an extra leadoff fan by batting him ninth. No, no, no. It's just yeah, I, I think uh, Boone has tried to spin it like that. Like I I value the number nine hitter. I think that was a quote. It's like, okay, man, but that's yeah. I'm sure Boone's gonna do that because he's not he, he's not gonna throw anybody under the bus. Like, yeah, he's he's like well, not, so. <laughs> this guy sucks. So what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, he's been ba- have you seen his numbers? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a rough go of it. He and Hicks have like almost identical numbers right now, but like in different ways because Gallo is at a 67 OPS plus and Hicks is at a 68. So it's uh, some rough stuff. And the only difference is that Gallo has neither... popped, popped some more home runs, but. And apparently that's led for a worse OPS. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're hitting 167 and your walks can only take you so far. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, even this series, he had, he had two singles in the series, which were just like whatever, but like obviously no extra bases, no walks, seven strikeouts. Like, oof. Yeah, it's the worst of Joey Gallo that we're seeing right now. And he's just going to keep getting time. And so is Hicks right now because they, again, they don't have Staten back. So maybe that'll change once um, he is back in there. And I presume Andujar might not play as much, but I don't know if like you're going to start Andujar over like a Gallo or a Hicks or if that even makes sense. But it's, you do have no confidence in their at bats and they're coming up to hit. And that just hurts when you have key situations in a game. It's like, oh no, these guys are batting. Right. And like, like, this is what we were afraid of coming into the season with like these two, like kind of like, we were a little bit more optimistic about Gallo, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were also a little optimistic about Hicks, but we were cautiously optimistic on both in the sense that we don't know what's going to happen, what, what they're going to provide. Cause you know, we haven't seen much goodness from them <laughs> um, in, you know, recent memory. And like, they were able to kind of like, float along earlier in the season when like the rest of the team was producing and like you know you had a full healthy lineup and it's just like all right whatever like we talked about how you know this offense can afford one or two black holes or you know people having off nights because you know just kind of shuffles around but now you're at a point where you're just again like last year just depending on judge and I guess instead of Giancarlo right now it's Glaber and the the weaknesses are exposing themselves and right now Joey Gallo and Aaron Hicks both just look rough <laughs> yeah like They've been rough for most of the season, but as you said, when other guys are hitting, you don't notice it as much. But then once, once an Anthony Rizzo stops hitting, once a DJ LeMahieu 
kind of gets back closer to league average than what he was doing in April, then they shine out even more. And it's like, oh God, this is this is bad. And yeah. <laughs> it's and it's like, and you give and you give Anthony Rizzo and DJ a little bit of like, you know, goodwill because they actually showed some sort of life this season. You know, Anthony Rizzo's at double digit home runs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he's definitely yeah, he's definitely over 10. And DJ, you know, was hitting, you know, he was hitting well and back like looking like his former self. So you give him a little bit of slack and and that's why you kind of focus in on a Gallo or a Hicks because it's like, all right, what have you done for me? Not just lately, but at all this year. Yeah, I think like Hicks had I remember he had like one hot week, I think, toward the end of April. Because yeah. I remember we talked about him we on the podcast. But yeah, we're like, oh, he's coming alive. And then he did And then he stopped. So and he, yeah, his at bats have looked rough too. I will say that he did start to hit the ball a little bit harder on Sunday. He had some unfortunate good expected batting average on some of those knocks, but they were just turned into lineouts or hard grounders. So that's unfortunate. But also, we need to see a lot more of games like that before we get any sort of, oh, maybe he's coming back around. <laughs> Other than that, because yeah. he's he's put together some pretty bad at-bats too. Exactly. So, like, yeah, that's definitely a positive sign. But that's like, okay, so what? <laughs> also at the same time. Yeah. Uh, maybe something that could happen whenever – it seems like Tim LaCastro is coming along. So maybe once he's healthy again, he'll pop into center field, take some of the pressure off judge because judge has been playing. I mean, judge is playing like a good center, I think, but I think you'd rather have him over and right. And maybe you try someone other than Hicks out there with LaCastro, but yeah, it's, it's tough. At that point, like I mean, judge is going to play every day. Um, probably makes sense to not have him play center every day. Yeah, uh, you know, like you said, he's been he's been a surprisingly good center. Maybe not surprising, but for some people, but I think he was a little bit better than I expected him to be. I didn't think he'd be bad at all. Um, and yeah, so and at this point, like Locastro versus Hicks, like I don't know what the difference is except Locastro is at least faster. So. He probably plays better defense, and if he gets on base and is actually a threat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, why not try him if you have him? And that may end up happening once he's better again. But I guess for now, we will just see what's going on with the roster at that time. So um, uh, should we take a uh, quick break? Sure. All right. We'll be right back after this ad break. And we're back. Before we get into our B-Ref update, we do have to uh, welcome a surprising addition to Twitter. Uh, I guess Derek Jeter has decided to finally join. <laughs> Coward. Yeah. Kunj <laughs> is the only holdout, it appears. And then there was one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess congratulations to Derek Jeter's marketing team on making that decision. Or why now? Who knows? But sure. Go nuts, guy. I guess it makes sense for him to be number two to me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Derek Jeter has a Twitter now. <laughs> yes. I, I did see, I, I don't know, who, I forget who it was, but one of the beat writers is like, pretty cool to see this. And it said, Derek Jeter, two tweets, because it was his second tweet. And he took a screenshot of it. It's like, okay, whatever, man. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe Jeter should be my man for the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for joining Twitter. Yes, that's it. That's literally yeah. it. You escaped Marlin's hell, but you joined Twitter. I don't know if I respect you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, eh, I'll see. All right. Well, let's go into our uh, BRAF top 12. What do we have going on now? Yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole list because, you know, it's been a short week. So no point in kind of just going through all everything. But 
this a couple highlights I will mention is that Jameson Tyone is now third on the list. Ooh. And last time we talked, we mentioned that four out of the five pitches in this rotation were there. I'd like to inform you that all five of them are down there. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Montgomery yeah. has burst onto the scene. He's like, all right. He has. Was Trevino there before? Am I imagining that? Trevino was there, yes. Yeah. He had that uh, good game last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he made his way out of the top 12. But I think it makes yeah. more sense to have all five stanky starters up there for now. Yeah. It's definitely like, a good, like, that's just a testament to what, like, how good the rotation's been. Like, I don't remember when you could have said, like, all five of this rotation were in there in the top 12. Yeah. All five so, in the rotation. And then also uh, Clay Holmes and uh, Clark Schmidt still there with his, like, six games, or I guess seven now. Yeah. Seven yeah, games. Yeah. He did, he, he did, he did pitch, I think, yesterday it was. Yeah. He pitched over the weekend at some point. But, yeah, I think it was. I think it was uh, the finale uh, Sunday's game. Uh, yeah, Sunday's game, yeah. not yesterday because yesterday was an off day. Yeah, I'm not used to these off days. It's weird, but yeah. all five starters in there. Chess, Chips, and Tyon going up all the way to three though. That's pretty great. But it's hey, it's indicative yeah. of how well he's played this year because it's like I feel like obviously Nestor is the story of stories, but Jameson Tyon is like right behind him. It's like it's pretty impressive. No. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to, spoiler warning, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this in my Yankee of the Week, but yeah, I mean, Nestor, I kind of had high hopes for coming into the season because like I saw enough good things from him last year. Tyone was just like a mixed bag, so it was just, I didn't know what we were going to get, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's been very, very good. Yeah, and he's been doing it with without strikeouts like Nestor has been doing, but he's just been getting like a lot of weak contact and very stingy with his control he's only walked five batters in 50 innings so that's yeah. that's doing some good work out there james tyone has been good yeah official stance that's the jmo usurping <laughs> his buddy garrett cole as the best former yeah. pirate starter in the rotation and actually <laughs> right now right now garrett cole trails two former pirates in pitcher work because clay holmes is also ahead. <laughs> that's clay holmes yeah I'm not really entirely sure exactly how Clay Holmes like bumped down to five. I think it's probably just because of amount of innings pitched, maybe. Yeah. But Clay Holmes has done nothing besides being very, very good. So I don't understand how he loses spot except for like I said, innings pitch or just time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. But to, Cole, to shout third. out to shout out the Pirates thing for a minute though, like <laughs> one of the people I follow, uh, he's a Pirates fan, and then like but the the game on Friday, I think, when Jameson Tyon pitched eight and then holds such a ninth, he's like, I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My deepest condolences. Hey, at least they have uh, Hoy Park. Yeah. I don't know. They, if he's they do have Key Brian Hayes, who is a lot of fun to watch if you ever get a chance to uh, check out some random defensive highlights. And that's the only reason to watch the Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. And hey, they've been Gamble too, I think. Benny with the good hair. Yeah. Shout out to a true Yankees legend. All right. We've uh, we've gone uh, off to Ben Gamble. Six... So. <laughs> I'm just going to stop real quick. In six games with the Pirates this year, Hoy Park has a OPS plus of 59. Ah, well, who won the trade? Who is to say? Who knows? Yeah. Anyway. Di hey, Diego Castillo was part of a uh, winning rally against Craig Kimbrell last night when they inexplicably beat the Dodgers. So, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, but hey, 
sometimes things happen. Yeah. Baseball is baseball. Yeah. And the Dodgers have been, they've, they've now usurped the Yankees for the best record in baseball, which seems about right. I mean, that's a, that's a freaking yeah. loaded team out there. So. Yeah. But maybe the Yankees will step up uh, with their upcoming schedule. I don't really think they will, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I mean, they, they're, they did what they're supposed to do with their schedule through the first two months in terms of taking advantage yep. against some so-so opponents. So I'm glad that they did that now. They will be tested a little bit. They got to play the Angels for three because the Angels are suddenly good now again. They got Otani. Yeah, the thing is like, is even when the Angels are bad, like they still played the Yankees tough. So like it's never like oh like oh the Angels are the worst team in the league. This should be easy. No, no, the Yankees always like they always play the Yankees tough. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a challenge. But now that they're actually good, uh, should be an interesting fun series. I might actually be at the Wednesday game. I haven't decided Ooh. yet. Go see uh, Michael Trout up in Purple. Yeah. I was a little bit hoping that uh, Otani would pitch on uh, Wednesday, but I guess he's slated to pitch on Thursday, and that's kind of why I'm just like, eh, I don't know if I want to go now. Yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get to see uh, Nestor, though, so that'll be good. If I do go, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Nestor against uh, Reed Detmers, who is destined to be, oh, yeah, I guess he threw a no-hitter. Yeah, I was going to say, he's that guy. Yeah. You. You threw don't nine innings. Don't do it again. <laughs> but, just don't do it again on Wednesday. Yeah. But the Angel series will be kind of annoying i'm sure but then they got three against the tigers and that's more of the okay please take care of business don't let them get close because the tigers have been really disappointed this season they've i they had like i don't know if they had expectations to actually like win the central but they seem to be on like the upswing of their rebuild but they've just taken a big old step back this year yeah i I think i don't think it was uh oh hey you were competing for the central because you know they still the White Sox were still there. The Twins were probably expected to be better. So it was more just like, hey, we're going to be respectable. And um, no. 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 <laughs> no. You know, it's kind of it's kind of dire is actually their OPS plus leader among all players with uh, like 100 plate appearances is Miguel Cabrera, which, you know, five years ago, sure. But, Makes sense, 100%. <laughs> yeah, but he, and, you know, Credit to Miggy, he's at a 118 for the year, which I did not expect him capable of at this point. But they have Javi Baez is all the way down at 58. That's that's bad. <laughs> yeah, Rough. yeah, like and exactly like the fact that Javi Baez is on the team shows you how they expected to at least do something because they yeah. were like, oh, let's let's sign this guy, let's get a big contract on here. And they and... signed they signed Eduardo Rodriguez too, and Eduardo Rodriguez is not be good. He's on the injured list now. So yeah. So Yankees, take care of uh, business against the please. Tigers, please, and thank you. Yeah, do not, do not let Javi Baez heat up a little bit because it will happen at some point. But don't let it happen against right. him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Simple, simple. We're simple men with simple requests. Yeah. <laughs> we don't yes. ask for much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so after the Tiger series, and they have three against the uh, Twins up in Minnesota, that'll be a fun little Gary. series. Yeah. Get to see uh, Gary again. He is Gary. He is Gary. Also, Geo. He is Geo. Dev- He's definitely going to homer like four times in that series. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he will either homer four times or go like one for 15. <laughs> I think he's going to homer four times and also have like two pass balls or something like that yeah. or something. One one stupid thing behind the plane. Everyone's going to be like, see, I told you. Yeah, it'll be like, like one no. pass ball, honestly. And then in the same game, Mickey yeah. will make like a catcher's interference or something. <laughs> Honestly, it wouldn't even be a possible. It'd be like a wild pitch, but that somehow Gary's gonna get blamed for by the yeah. Yankees. Like, see, I told you. Yeah, like, he's no. gotta block that. <laughs> it's like he's <laughs> catching for the other team. 
But, but hey, it'll be nice for him to reunite with some of his friends, Gio Rochella as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we can just yell at the twins for giving the Yankees Donaldson. Yep. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> yeah, I like the the article that came out where the I, I forget who it was, but someone in the Twins clubhouse was like, "Yeah, it's there's a much better vibe this year." It's like, hmm, who left? <laughs> Man, the vibes are so much better. Yeah, they go clearly. It Josh was uh, all Ben Rorfat, right? Bringer of bad vibes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and we'll see. We'll see uh, Buxton in that series too. So he's going. Yeah. And- no Correa, I think, because he's. Or it depends how he's doing because he's on the COVID IL now. So we'll see. Right. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he's back by then, not because I want to face Korea, but more just, you know, for his own health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like you always expect good things when the Yankees play the Twins. But I always, I don't, I don't know. I always approach it with a dose of skepticism too. Like it's, it's going to run out at some point. Right. And then like. Right. <laughs> so. Hey. But maybe you won't run out at some point. Yeah, <laughs> That's all not. I got. <laughs> That's, yeah, hey. We can dream, right? It's just forever, permanent. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and we're only previewing this far ahead. We uh, Obviously, we're recording a little bit early this week just for our own scheduling purposes. But uh, probably by the time we pick up again, we'll either be like in the middle of that twin series or at the end of it. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, probably just. Yeah, that's why it's just worth it to talk about a little bit. Yeah. And ideally, the offense will have woken up a little bit more by then. Maybe they'll have one of these guys back, like Stan. Maybe they'll have LeCastro in there. Who knows? Maybe not that that's Who the same knows? thing. But <laughs> Maybe there'll be some other random pickup of somebody who <laughs> hasn't been playing all year. Yeah, it's like, wait, when did, uh, when did that guy show up on the team? Michael Conforto, randomly Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yes, of course. Michael Conforto. We always expected you. All right. Shall we wrap this thing up? Let's do it. All right. So we move on to the Yankee and Manfred of the week. So who you got for Yankee of the week? So as my spoiler previously indicated, my Yankee of the week is Jameson Tyone. Obviously very, very hard to follow up Nestor Cortez in his eight innings of uh, what should have been no runs if it wasn't for Wandy Peralta kind of just having a shaky outing. But yeah. very hard to follow that up. And uh, Jamison Tyon was up to the challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. Eight innings, two hits, no runs. Um, and it's just like, it's, like I said, we don't we haven't given him enough credit for what he's done this year. Not like we've said he's been bad or anything like that. It's not like we've been bashing the guy. We, we just, I don't think we've talked about him enough. No. And um, last year was very up and down. You know, he had that very good stretch. But besides that, you know, it was just kind of like, uh, what's going on here? And he's been amazing so far um definitely better than i expected i didn't think he was going to be as bad as his low points last year but i didn't think he's going to be this good either so yeah jameson tyler yankee of the week yeah something that something that is easy to forget is that remember he had that ankle surgery late last year after you know coming back to make some starts with a very injured ankle at the very end of 2021 and he was not really expected to make it back for opening day. The lockout obviously pushed that back a little bit and allowed him to start the season on time. And he hasn't missed a beat. And he's been greater. He's been even better than he was last year. So kudos to Jameson Tyone. I think, obviously, we're still like a little ways away from the All-Star game. But he would merit some serious consideration, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Nestor are going to go one and two 
yeah, of the pitchers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Master yeah. starting. No Garrett Cole, though. Master get, starting. Get I've here. decided this. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you, the fifth, the, the fifth best starter on the Yankees. You mean? Yeah. Well, who, who else is gonna? Who else is gonna start if it's not Nestor at this point? It's whatever. I, I obviously, again, lots of time to get to the All Star game, but as of now, it's uh, pretty great. I guess maybe Kevin Gosman if you're in that camp, but I'm not. No. No. All no. Right. Screw that. Anyway. I, what I think should happen is Garrett Cole should get all star and Billy Crystal should throw out the first pitch. Yeah, just, you know, I will never let him. this die, by the way. No, nope. I will never let this die. You're keeping this anyway. going for the longest time. Yes. I guess it's Billy Joel. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Billy Crystal's not Billy Joel, but sure. I don't know why my brain went there, but we're just going to leave that in. Because you did that before too with the Braves organist. <laughs> I was just, I just kind of like, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, all right, um, sure, sounds good, man. <laughs> they're both Billy. Like, they're both Billy. Is that the connection? Is that why you play Billy? Joel? Yeah, yeah. I bet Garrett Cole's least favorite character on Stranger Things is <laughs> Billy, the dead kid. <laughs> We're gonna move on. <laughs> Yeah, you're Yankee of the week. <laughs> All right, <Not> Billy Joel. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, by Yankee of the week, I'm going to keep it easy. Just go Nestor Cortez. I mean, his performance was again just as good as Tyone's. Don't blame him for one for all his mistakes. It was he threw eight shutout innings as well. So Nestor, keep on keeping on. You rule. You do your thing. Yeah, and good luck saving the princess from the castle. Yes. And uh, <laughs> who you got for Manfred of the week? Um, we talked about him again already, but uh, Joey Gallo, my dad, my guy, <sighs> you're batting ninth, yeah. and not for good reasons. That's no. about it. That's all I gotta say. It's, There's not really it's... much else. I mean, like I said, we talked about him. It's rough. It's tough. I don't know what can be done at this point to help him. But hey, hitting coach whose name I forgot because you're new, fix him. Do it. <laughs> Just do it. Dylan Lawson? Yeah, Dylan Lawson, yeah. <laughs> there we go. I nailed it. <laughs> yeah, knew it from the start. But yeah, but Esteban will actually have an article out uh, tomorrow where he's going to sort of explore Joey Gallo's swing, see if there's anything salvageable in there from his current approach. So he will have the answers. So take notes, Joey. Yes. Hey, Michael King, as you're listening to this, have Joey Gallo read Esteban's article tomorrow. Michael King will read um, Andres and Peter on him because they've they have some stuff coming out today about him. Oh, there you go. Congrats, yeah. Michael. You're getting two. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna have a lot of reading material, man. Yeah. Yeah. Someone send Enjoy. the PDF. <laughs> Anywho. Get him the audiobook of it. Yeah. Hey, you can uh, you can translate some of these articles to like audio files now. Yeah, no, I think every single, uh, at least, I know Pinterest Valley, but I think every single SB Nation article, you can, there's like a little button on the top. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to hear the robot read your, read your words sometimes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. My, uh, my man for the week is going to be Aaron Hicks. Again, let's not overthink this. He's got to hit a lot better, especially right now with things going on. I thought about Anthony Rizzo because Rizzo's looked really bad the past few games too, but at least Rizzo's contributing good first base defense, whereas Hicks is just not doing much out there. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Not much, else, not really much this, else to say about Aaron Hicks. There, right really, there really isn't. Like both Gallo and Hicks, we've talked a lot about them earlier too. And it's just kind of just going back to the same point, like fix yourselves, please. Yeah. <laughs> it just something. makes you sad. Yeah. It really does. 
Hicks especially because like you know he's he had we've seen like when he came over from the twins like you know he had his uh he started off a little slow but then he picked it up and you know he was playing very well for the Yankees and then uh just between injuries and I don't know what's going on and now it's, and it's just tough because you know he's signed to a contract for a few more years yeah he's not going anywhere like... no <laughs> unless somebody just wants to take him off the Yankees hands for no reason mm-hmm. I don't know why they would but he's at least cheap I think <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things where like his contract's not like super expensive, but he's just they still owe him like at least thirty million dollars through the end of twenty twenty five, I think. So we could be getting to the point where maybe like next year they think about oh, do we just cut him with like a couple years left? But that's not going to happen right now. So no, yeah, they just have Aaron Hicks, and hopefully he can do something again. But. would welcome that please and thank you <laughs> oh boy all right well now that we're all now that we're all sunny again <laughs> let's uh let's see if the Yankees can maybe come back to form against the angels and tigers and twins so cross our fingers hope for that until then you can uh, follow us on twitter at pinstrip alley follow me on twitter at Mern's psa uh what is your uh what's your favorite uh seafood Fish are friends, not food. I don't eat seafood. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Coward. Aha, I win. <laughs> well, more more fish for me because they are delicious food. <laughs> yes. And if you have any follow-up questions, tweet me at Derek Jeter. <laughs> you're, you're back on Twitter temporarily. At Derek <laughs> just for this week. Just for this week. <laughs> yeah. I, now I, I need I need to see if someone tweets at Cringe. <laughs> All right. Sweet to Derek Jeter. Hey, Cringe. What's up? yeah i did see somebody like uh, reply to one of jeter's tweets like why didn't you let a-rod play short what kind of captain were you (laughs) (laughs) my god if he he just like turns around he's like never mind (laughs) he just deletes his twitter he's like oh yeah this is this is why i waited he just gave simpsons (laughs) pretty much jeter if you delete your twitter between now and the next time we record you will be my yankee of the week Yes, that's true. That's that's how you can uh, restore form. Yes. That's enough from us. All right. We will uh, catch yeah. you later. Go Yankees. Go baseball. Go anything else? Go sunshine. Go sunshine. Why not? We, we support sunshine. But not the sunshine yes. state. Sorry, Florida. Get no, out of here. No. All right. That, that state can go, but the actual sunshine can stay. There you go. All right. Bye, everyone. Yay.